Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Thanks for coming back. Uh, This is a service of Logan Anderson Gulf Coastal Realtors. Just to remind you, you can visit our website at LoganAndersonLLC.com. We want to talk today about your lawn. Now, I'm in the south, uh, specifically the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, what goes on down here. Uh, It may translate to you wherever you're at except for the southwest where lawns are prohibited in many places or the restrictions are so tough on watering that many people are putting in the desert landscape or zeroscape um, which i actually happen to like i own a property over in las vegas for a while and it was very nice Uh, but that's not my style i like green so those of you that like lawns and have lawns or want lawns let me talk to you a little bit about that I have lots and lots of experience many many years and I'm going to tell you some things that may sound contrary to what you'll find on the internet and so you do things at your own risk when you listen to this podcast I want to remind you that if you follow anything that I mention here uh, you're doing it because you think that maybe it'll work for you So here's the story about lawns. Everybody likes lawns. Uh, Well, most people like lawns anyway. Even the people that have zero escape would prefer, some people would prefer to have lawns, but can't. So, but those that want lawns, they want a nice green lawn. They want something that looks attractive. You know, a lawn will set off your house better than almost any other landscaping that you do on your property. So it's important that your lawn be well cared for. Now, a lot of us just don't have the time to do that. And for seniors who are getting just a little bit older and are finding it more difficult physically to do some of the work around the house that they used to do, uh, but still want to do as much as they can, uh, there are ways to maintain your lawn yourself. You don't need to buy a lawn service or pay for a lawn service to do that. So let's start a little bit about how uh, a lot of people will compare. Let me give you an example. So I will go out and mow my lawn when it's getting a little bit long. And this is kind of silly here because I'm on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and I have a grass called centipede, which isn't grown in much of the rest of the country. Now the centipede grass is really low to the ground. And the only thing that basically sticks up with the centipede grass is a little stamen that has some seeds in it and uh, it looks okay but for the aficionado driving down the street and you look at one property that's been mowed and you look at one that has all these little things sticking up you go oh that person's not taking care of their lawn okay so i have to get out there with my riding lawnmower i'm sitting on two acres so i have an excuse for having a riding lawnmower and uh, mow my little things that stick up But that's about all, I mean, unless you set it super low. And that's another point, when you're mowing your lawn, don't set it too low. You don't want to scalp the lawn. You want some of that grass on the top so that it's not right down at the dirt. Um, The other thing about grass is that uh, you can replace spots in that grass that have developed over time, um, 
who knows, there's something in the grass, some kind of disease or something that killed off some of your grass. And you think, well, I'll go out and get some grass seed. Well, that may work for you. It never really worked for me because it takes so long for centipede grass seed. Plus, you buy a bag, a small little bag for a huge amount of money. And if you don't know how to apply it before you know it, in, in just a minute or two, you've spent $20, $25 on seed. And you say, well, where did it go? There's hardly anything here. Uh, and then you have to put something on top of it. And you have to water it a lot and see, hey, you know, uh, it takes a long time if it, if it actually takes uh, hold. Uh, and that's after treating the uh, uh, the ground. You know, you're going to have to get all the dead vegetation off and everything else and get that seed actually in the dirt. Well, that's a lot of work. I always prefer to buy sod myself. So, so I will get sod, and I'll lay the pieces of sod right on top of the of the dead areas there. And everybody tells you don't do that. You know, prepare. Uh, some people will tell you you don't have to till the ground. Uh, which is true, at least in my experience, you don't have to do that. Uh, but a lot of people will tell you, well, you know, get rid of that um, grass, dead grass and everything else there because the sod needs to actually hit uh, dirt. Well, that would be good, and that's the best. But for most of us who don't want to do a whole lot of work out there, uh, you buy the sod, lay it right on top of the affected areas, and water it thoroughly. I mean, I mean thoroughly. Make sure that the bottom of that sod, lifted up afterwards, is saturated and that the ground underneath is saturated. Now what you could do is water the day before where you're going to put your sod and thoroughly saturate it. You don't want a lot of mud there or anything, but you know, that way uh, it's still somewhat wet when you come back the next day to put your sod in. And then you lay your sod. Now I've laid sod on top of regular grass just so that it, it's a transition. In other words, I have areas that I want to repair, uh, but I want to stretch it out over the other grass. And the amazing thing about this, uh, laying sod down like this, is that over the next several weeks, that sod is just going to simply blend in. And after a while, you won't even notice somehow it kind of shrinks down to the level of the rest of the grass and as i said six months later you look out there and you won't even be able to tell the difference between the sod you laid and the grass around that area because it'll come in fine now let me tell you a little bit about watering that sod so i already talked to you about saturating it when you first put it in so for the first three, four weeks, just make sure that it's wet but not saturated. The first few days, yes, first week or so, uh, make sure there's plenty of water there. But the roots have to grow into the dirt. And what the roots will do is look for water. If you keep saturating the top, the roots won't go down. So it's important that you back off on the watering over time so that it becomes more like a normal maybe rainfall or periodic uh, rain, uh, watering that you do. And then your sod will come in looking pretty good after a while. So there's a lot of places to buy sod. You can, of course, usually buy it at Home Depot or Lowe's. Those are more expensive and they're fine to go for a few pieces that you have like a spot you want to fill. If you have a larger area, and I do, I have a slope on the front of my house that goes back to the bayou 
and the very front near the sidewalk seems to drain from water pretty quickly so that the ground does not stay moist even this is a rainy uh, somewhat rainy climate here we get rain once or twice a week uh, it still kind of drains off so that lawn doesn't do real well and I've aerated it in the past so about every two years I'll put some new sod in, in a not a very large area and it grows just fine and that's what that's how I keep that particular area um, green but for the rest of us uh, I was mentioning about the neighbor cutting the lawn that's uh, a funny thing I think some people can relate to this so I'll go out and cut my lawn and within a half an hour or so uh, my neighbors on one one or both sides will go out and cut their lawns and then the neighbors on their sides will cut their lawns or it could be just the reverse everybody else cuts their lawns and I'm out there listening well, what are all these lawnmowers going on and it seems like almost everybody cuts their lawns on a Friday or Saturday uh, Friday after work or Saturday sometimes on a Sunday and I, it, I think it's because once they cut theirs it looks better than the neighbor and the neighbor comes out and cuts a lawn which causes the next neighbor to cut the lawn it's a phenomena I haven't been able to figure it out yet I probably should walk around and talk to my neighbors and ask them what causes them to go out and cut their lawn. Uh, I don't know if they would admit the fact that they thought it was getting a bit long and just waited until they heard me cutting it, for example, and then ran out to make theirs uh, cut it. I also talked to my wife about the lawn, and I tell her, oh, we're driving in a neighborhood someplace because I'm a real estate broker, and I can appreciate a good lawn and a good lawn does add some value to a home there's no doubt about that but it improves the curb appeal but there are some lawns that are just spectacular uh, and the type of grass that they might be using over there could be for example we have uh, three different types of grasses here we have uh, zoya grass and we have centipede and we have st. Augustine and there are a few others but those are the three most common grasses and of those uh, grasses and I'll get back to the story in a minute uh, centipede grows pretty slow uh, but it has high heat tolerance and it has tolerance for not getting enough rain and there are seasons here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast uh, later in the fall where we get very little rain in fact the month of October we might get rain two or three times in the entire month so uh, most people don't have sprinkler systems on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We get rain just enough, just frequently enough, that the lawns are usually in pretty good condition. But I do see, I have sprinkler system. I didn't know any better. I moved here from California, so I told the uh, builder when I bought the house I wanted a sprinkler system included. And my neighbor did the same thing. He moved in from another area. So mo mostly the people that have sprinkler systems here are people that have come from an area where there isn't sufficient moisture to uh, water the lawn. Uh, I rarely ever use my sprinkler system. It's, it's a rare case. Now I have some fruit trees that I planted in my uh, in my lawn and I'll go out and I'll water the fruit trees uh, periodically during the growing season uh, and I, I do that but for the most part I don't need to water. If you are in an area where you don't get enough watering then you need to do that. I wanted to mention when you, uh, and I'll get back to this little story here in a minute, but I wanted to mention when you're laying your sod down, if you're putting a lot of sod down, and it's quite a large area, 
it may be a, a bit problematic for you to get out there every day if you're not retired and water that lawn. So here's what you can do. Go to one of the hardware stores and you can buy a timer that screws onto your water bib. It uses batteries and then the hose screws onto that. And then you can buy a series of different of these um, watering devices that cast the water out uh, pretty far. You see those, they're similar to the kind you see in large uh, commercial areas or on public property. And you can chain them together with hoses so that you have enough uh, to water your area there. And just set the timer to come on so that you have an, a sufficient water on the new sod. And you don't have to worry about it. It'll just automatically turn on for whatever many minutes, maybe once a day or twice a day. And uh, that'll take care of your watering and you don't have to go out there and do that. I'm just trying to make it easy for those of you who are just, as I said, a little bit older and want to do this. Also, if you want to buy a pallet of sod, sometimes those companies, and in the case here, will actually deliver a pallet of sod to you. There's a price for that, but they'll deliver it. They'll set it on your driveway for you, and you can just lift those pieces. They're not very heavy uh, most of the time, depending on when they took the sod out. It, they could be a little bit heavy if they're full of water. Uh, but for the most part, they're not that bad. You just walk back and forth or take a wheelbarrow. Or uh, if you're a senior and you're a little bit older and it's uh, difficult for you, then why don't you pick one of the neighbors, uh, teenagers around and or their friends, ask them to help you lay the sod. It doesn't take very long to do this. There's no real scientific method. You just lay them one piece right next to the other until and, and try to make sure that there isn't any gaps there. Now you can lay over the top of weeds too. I'll mention that as well because that's the beauty of the sod. But the weeds can't go through, grow through the sod. And uh, there's here's where there's the difference between the xeriscape or the desertscape, is that unless you put that that material that matting down before you put all the rocks and everything down, you're going to have weeds during the wet season, and they're going to come up all over the place, and they're really hard to deal with. Uh, there are some chemicals that you can spray on there but there are some weeds that, that even those chemicals I find difficult to take care of so just to uh, mention that uh, now back to my story so I'm driving around with my wife and I'm looking at these uh, lawns among other things and I'll mention the lawns and she'll say what is it with you and the lawns what is it with the men in the neighborhood and the lawns and I'll try not to be sexist about that I said well you know, uh, we have a thing. It's not just the men. My neighbor next door, um, uh, she uh, mows the lawn. Her husband is usually working from home, and she's out there on the riding lawnmower. So it's not just men. There are women also. Uh, everybody appreciates a nice lawn. But I have to admit, there is some type of a thing that we have about our lawns. And uh, I'm hooked on that. I'm a lawn person. So I can spot a great lawn in a heartbeat. My brother has an outstanding lawn. What he does during the wintertime here is he overseeds with ryegrass. And instead of all of the grass going, going dormant, which it does here in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and it actually looks brown, it's not dead, but just goes dormant, that ryegrass grows up nice and thick. And he has the only green lawn on the entire street. Uh, pr 
problem is that he has to mow it about twice a week because it grows that fast. But boy, it looks lush and green. And those shoots come up between all the other grass that's there. And then later in the spring, that grass dies off. So it's a good idea. I'm just throwing that out uh, for you if you want to improve the look of your lawn during the dormant period in the wintertime. Uh, I even used that when I was living in Pennsylvania during the wintertime to put the ryegrass back there. That's also a way if you're going to use seed, you can throw ryegrass seed out there along with other grass seed. The ryegrass seed will come up first and help to protect the other grass. So there's a lot of things you can do to grow uh, grass from seed. But I'm a sod person and I have gone through dozens and dozens of pallets of sod uh, because I have a lot of properties here and, and plus my clients and we just you know put the sod out on all the new properties. I've sodded entire properties, front yard, backyard, uh, because some people just kind of let them go. Otherwise um, you're going to have trouble trying to plant grass seed and make everything come in uniform. I'm just not that good at it. Some people are. Now if you're planting under trees or some trees where it's very difficult for grass to grow. Uh, you can put the sod under the trees and it may take hold and it might last for a while but you may end up replacing that sod every year which is fine because then it looks consistent with the rest of the lawn uh, just to let you know that. Uh, there are kinds of chemicals that you can buy at the store and I like the kind that will kill the weeds in the grass uh, attached to the hose. That way I can broadcast it out there. Now I've also used the granules too and put those out but the uh, the broadcast material through the hose seems to work almost immediately. You can actually see those weeds in your lawn die in a matter of uh, just a few days. They start to take hold. So uh, that's a good idea if you have weeds in your grass which usually come up in the springtime. But if you've got really great grass that is, doesn't have a lot of holes or anything, it's not patchy, that should help to control the weeds in the grass. But as your new sod is growing, sometimes the weed may come up in between the cracks there and you may have to spray during the time that the new sod's growing. Anyway, so it's up to you. If you want to go in and rototill and do all kinds of ground preparation, as some other people have said, that's completely up to you. I'm just telling you that in most cases you don't need to do that. If you want to test a small area, go down to Home Depot or Lowe's or another hardware store, pick up a few pieces and put them down there and see how well they do. And then if they do fine without having to do all that ground preparation, you can go and order a pallet if you need to and finish the job. Well, uh, that's my story about grass. Uh, please come back and listen to another podcast on Golf Life Now, a service of Logan Anderson, LLC. Please go to our website, loganandersonllc.com. We have lots of blog articles there. And if you're interested in real estate on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, we are the people you need to talk to. So thank you again.